You're listening to Innovative Minds with Melanie Francis, where we talk to some of the top thought leaders, business leaders, and marketers around the globe. Tune in every Thursday and spark your mind. And now, let's get into it. Welcome back to Innovative Minds. Today, I have a very special guest, Belinda Agnew, who actually inspired me to start this podcast. I actually saw her come up on my feed a few times and looked at her setup and I was like, you know what? I kind of want to be just like that. And I, um, so that's, that's actually came across Belinda and she had some amazing content that she is creating that it just kept popping up in my feed She is the director of X Enabler, and we'll get more into exactly what she does there. Um, She talks a lot about women in tech. She's tech obsessed, which is so unique because you don't see many women doing that. So I'm really excited to have her here to talk about her brand, her personal brand, which she does exceptionally well. So we're going to learn all the secrets from her about how she does it so well at such volumes. So welcome to the podcast, Melinda. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on finally after yes. all the logistics back and forth. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, let's get into it. I guess, firstly, congratulations on yesterday's LinkedIn post, which has gone absolutely viral. Yes. I loved it. Um, so authentic, yeah. so cut through. Congratulations. Everybody loved that post. I feel like I didn't, when um, our content guys came up with it, I didn't think it would do as well. I wasn't too sure about it. And I was like, oh, this is such a generic post. I feel like we need to be more vulnerable. And then they're like, no, B, just post it. It's so simple. And then I posted it and I had so many messages saying, oh my gosh, thank you so much for being so honest and so vulnerable. We feel like a lot of people are not posting enough of it. I feel like everybody's talking about success and businesses they're winning and you know, job titles and promotions and cap raising and things like this, but they're not talking about the other stuff. So yeah, um, it went really well. I think we got around 250,000 impressions on LinkedIn. It was incredible. Insane. It was incredible. And, and just for people that are listening on and can't see the post, basically it's a post where she says, Belinda says what you don't see, right? And um, <laughs> she says, you know, I'm 31, I'm still single, I've got no kids, I'm always on, I've got two businesses that have failed. And then in the next, when you swipe, yeah. she says, what do you What you do see is that I'm a proud mm-hmm. dog mom, I'm on boards and on four advisory boards, I've got millions of eyes on me online, I've got a top-ranked podcast. Yes. But it was just so real to be able to go, that's the reality. And she was really putting it out. Oh, I loved it, Belinda. You were just like, you know, the fakeness of what we've got in social media can be very much like I can look at you and go, God, Belinda, you've just got it all going on. Like, I, really? You know, yeah, totally. Yeah. I, yeah, all the time. I get messages from women all the time, more than men, constantly asking, you know, how did you get there? Um, how long did it take you to get in the position that you're in? I wish that I can grow up like you. I wish that I could be you one day. And I'm just like, hang on. Like, if you're constantly worrying about the next thing or, what type of person you can be you're not thoroughly enjoying who you are now you're never actually happy because you're constantly worrying about the next thing or what type of person you could be so I think it was a much needed post for sure 
No, it was. It was. It it makes you real. Like everyone's going through a really difficult time at all stages of their startup, even when they're a mature business. It's not it's always hard. perfect. It's not hard. always. But we yeah. don't ever spoke. We don't speak about it. We don't say, "Oh, yesterday, you know, I lost a major customer, and I actually have just now reduced my runway, and I'm scared." <laughs> I, we don't talk about that. We just always put the rosy out there. So I think putting out authenticity is um, – and, Linda, I feel like you do it quite often. Your post kind of – your style of content really sticks out. I do. And, and I, I get really drawn mm-hmm. into how much you post about your images of yourself and how proudly you do that, you know. And so much of us, mm-hmm. I guess, struggle – because we're worried, should we be putting ourselves out there so much and being me, 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 and people thinking we're an arrogant prick? Oh my gosh! We're doing that. What's your view? I get on it. That? I get that all the time. I actually get it more on Facebook because not so much Instagram because my grid is quite clean and quite pro. I post a lot of the stuff on Instagram. I repurpose a lot of the stuff from LinkedIn on Instagram. Um, but Facebook, I'm really personal. So I post a lot of images of myself, of me going out, of my dinners, my travel experiences and all of that. And I get a lot of people saying, you're so egotistic. You're so, you're a narcissist. You're so into yourself. You're so vain. Why are you constantly posting about yourself? It should be about your clients and your business and your team. I think it's a mixture of everything, but I believe a PB should be around yourself mostly. And then obviously the things that you do within your business or your personal life. And a lot of the other stuff I post on my business, that's what my business pages are for. Personal branding is is personal. I need to post about myself. <laughs> so yeah. CEOs. I do get a lot of Yeah. That. Like CEOs really have trouble, you know, when we approach them and we say, you know, you should do personal branding and use your voice to let people know about your company and they always want to just post about their company on the personal page and as you know that doesn't cut through as it's boring as, yeah it's like you know yesterday we had a team lunch or my company's just released a new feature and I guess people don't understand distinguishing between what you meant to post on the company page and what you're meant mm-hmm. to post on your LinkedIn personal profile and what you're meant to post on your Instagram profile what's your viewpoint, you know, on distinguishing those? I guess, you know, as I just said previously, a personal brand should be more about you and then the business should be more about the business stuff. So like culture, new clients, new projects coming in, new features. If you're raising capital for the business, announce that, announce the partners and the investors that are coming on board in the business, like really cool stuff in the business Um, and keep it sexy, don't keep it boring. But then the personal stuff, you should put that totally on your personal brand. So I, there's actually a rule that I do and I was inspired by Amelia, one of my girlfriends, Sordell, who runs Clout Personal Branding. She does extremely well and she's just a gun at personal branding. And she always talks about posting one to two posts a week on personal stuff. So it could be a picture of you with the kids, you know, if you're married, you with your husband or your wife. Um, you know, personal things that are actually happening in your life that are relatable to other people. And then the rest should be about business, business or, you know, social proof of clients or things that are happening for your clients. And that does really well. And just because the business stuff isn't getting as much likes as your personal stuff, 
you should constantly keep doing that pattern because people will start to see the business side as well. You can't just constantly post about yourself because you're not really achieving anything out of it. (laughs) How long, I guess, is a really big question. And how long have you been doing this for? And, you know, how long does it actually take, do you think, um, to build your personal brand? Oh my gosh, this shit takes forever. (laughs) I mean, this is like an ongoing thing. Like, this is what people don't get, right? They're like, oh, I'm just going to post for a week or post for a month and like I'm going to be good and I've got a personal brand. Like, no, this is, if you're going to get into this game, into business, into building a brand, it's forever. Right. It's forever. So, you know, with me, when I started, I was posting once a day. Now I'm doing, trying to do two to three times a day. You know, so it's it's ongoing, but there's going to be more work on top of what you actually think. So this is like an ongoing thing. This is forever. I'll forever be posting. I'll forever be showing up online, you know, even when I'm 60, hopefully, let's see. (laughs) Why, why do you, why do you show up online? You know what? Because it it, it is a lot of work, right? And we can expose to much work. It's so much work. We can go through that process very shortly as to how much it takes, but you really do show up, right? And why do you do it? I do. Why? Because I believe in marketing first and sales second. If I could sit, well, let's just say my first business, I learned a ton. I started my first business when I was 23 and had zero marketing. Didn't even know what a personal brand was. Didn't even know what a a campaign or a video or content was at that time. And our sales was literally, uh, you know, cold calling, uh, we were generating leads and we were cold calling these guys and closing people over the phone and email marketing and things like that. But I now believe, you know, since growing up and since doing business for so long, marketing is always first because if you can't attract, how are you ever going, going to close? So I believe attracting people to you is the new BD. That's the that's a new form of winning clients, sustaining a brand keeping a brand, keeping people intrigued and planting seeds over and over and over again. So it's like a long-term strategy for me. Absolutely. And when we talk about long-term, you know, it's like two, three, four, five, seven years it might take you before that person that saw you once upon a time might actually reach out to you because now they're ready. And it could be a really big damn deal that that person has been nurturing. Do you know what is interesting? I was talking to someone um, recently and they said, I close all my businesses from my network, right? I yeah. close all my uh, – because because they've touched you, like they've known you for years. They've known you yeah. for years. So you've actually been build, building your personal brand, maybe not online, but with those people for years. You've been having coffees with them. You've been either seeing them at work. So, yes, you are going to close them because they know you. And the reason you're doing and I'm doing the personal branding thing is because mm-hmm. we're now building mm-hmm. that relationship of what is being built mm-hmm. over seven, 10 years in your network, we're trying mm-hmm. to now mimic that almost. And that's why, you know, you're probably sharing some of this personal details that you would over a coffee if you and I were having coffee. Correct. Like, hey, I got up to this. Um, yeah, and I think it's social proof, right? So, like, when people meet me in person, they're like, oh, my gosh, like, your brand is so amazing. Oh, my God, like, you're all over LinkedIn. You're constantly posting. Oh, my God, I love your stuff. Oh, my God, like, I'd love to work with you. 
that's how people act. It's like you're, you're famous. almost famous. And I'm like, holy shit. All I literally do is post. Like I don't overthink it. I literally just post and I just show up every day. And it's so funny how people react to that. It's it's really interesting to watch. It's an interesting journey. But <laughs> I know. It's, it's interesting how people see you as almost famous. And I guess the people that are into Like people, an influencer. Yes. Like you're an influencer. And you're yeah. like, am I? Yeah. Am I an influencer? <laughs> Like, do you remember that yeah, time like moment totally where someone's a normal person? <laughs> yeah, like people. Like, yeah, oh, and it, they're sitting on the call that. with you. It's not even right. It's it's interesting, and and not only that, for people that are trying to scale businesses and grow businesses, culture is like the number one thing. We attract so much talent to us, like really, really good talent that just want to work with myself or Prashant. Just because we show up online and they see our stuff, they get along with us, they like us as individuals, and they're just like, I just want to work for you. Like, right. that's all I want to do. I don't care what you do, I just want to work for you. So, attracting talent um, hasn't been an issue as well for that. Exactly. I agree. Tell me about the journey to this. Where did you start? Did you start on LinkedIn in terms of your personal branding, or did you start on Instagram? Like, where, you know, LinkedIn's kind of a bit newer yeah so it is uh, I started LinkedIn I would say probably three years ago now yeah I think about yeah. three years something like that um and uh one of my really good friends Tim Elha she's incredible on LinkedIn and I seen a challenge that she did it was a 30-day challenge to post on LinkedIn for 30 days wow. and whatever that was for me I chose video so I had to show up for 30 days every day, Monday to Sunday. And I was posting just a random video. I mean, at the time I was so amateur. I didn't even know what I was saying. I was so nervous. I was mumbling. I was so not confident at all on camera. Um, and I just showed up for, for 30 days and I did it. And my confidence got out of the way. Uh, sorry, my confidence got better and my nerves got out of the way. And I just constantly... Uh, kept posting and I kept consistent with that ever since that's literally how I started (laughs) do you know what's so crazy it's giving me shivers three years ago I did a 30-day challenge which I don't know how I came across it and I was like yeah I actually posted that exact thing going hey does anyone want to do this 30-day challenge with me (laughs) and I got started the same way as you and I was in I was actually traveling to Pakistan at that time because I had a business over there of software developers and I decided to post every day while I was over there because I thought that's a great time because I'm going to be up to so many things. And my first post was me getting on a plane and quitting my corporate job and being like, hi, guys, I'm going to Pakistan to meet this team. And I went viral on my first post. Oh, right? my gosh. And the same way as you, like, you know, doing this 30 days because you, you, you yeah. learn so much and you get so motivated because from the 30 days, if you do it, it you'll find what resonates so quickly. Absolutely. And I've actually... I was actually looking at my content board and I was like, wow, I'm going to repost that to inspire anyone that wants to become a thought leader or wants to become an influencer. Like, yeah. That's a great way to start. So thank you for sharing that. It's just so strange that we had a, such a similar beginning. Yeah, that's literally LinkedIn. how I did it. I literally did it like that. And then um, I had Instagram as a personal um, handle at the time. And then I was posting bits and pieces on Instagram, but then I ended up separating my personal Instagram to a business in, uh, page. So I had Belinda Agnew at the time. Now I've called it like one day Belinda. I think I changed it to Belinda Agnew original. And then I went to Belinda Agnew dot E. Um, and now it's purely business, bit of personal. 
but I don't have a personal Instagram because it was just too much to keep up with. So I literally just have that one Instagram. So you've began on, (laughs) what's your content process now? You know, how has it evolved? How do you come up with all the ideas that we see that it reaches, you know, reaches our feed? How? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love this question because I feel like people need to get called out. Um, I call up people all the time on social media just because I'm like all about the truth now and I'm like the truth will set you free just be real be truthful stop faking it I'm so over people faking it till they make it and like not being truthful it really pisses me off so a lot of the content I would say 99% of the content that people post you would even know this is not theirs yeah it's not it's it's copy and paste or it's inspired by a book or it's inspired by somebody or it's inspired by a podcast they've listened to. So, you know, everybody's saying that it's their content and their article or their, you know, quote or whatever they want to post. It's not theirs. So a lot of my content is Mm. copy and pasted or it's inspired by somebody or I've heard it off somebody and I'm like, Oh, I really love that. I'm going to copy and paste and I'm going to put it into my own little thing and I'm going to post it. So a lot of my stuff is screenshotted. A lot of my stuff is written down on my notes when I'm listening to a podcast and I love what that person has said or mentioned. A lot of my stuff is inspired by people that I look up to. One of the the person uh, that I look up to and I am obsessed with him, Naval Ravikant. Mm. I'm absolutely obsessed with this man. A lot of his stuff um, is mm. on my LinkedIn. So So I literally just take what people say and put it into my own. If not, I literally copy and paste it. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) So it's not original. Because you're pretty open about that. Like when you do do a screenshot or or a thing, it's obvious. Like you're like copying and like putting the image. Like if it's got a credit there, you just it's showing up that this is not my, you know, thing. But I just. Usually. So usually I CC if I if I feel yeah. I need to, but vast majority of the time I don't feel like I need to. And, you know, a lot of people say if you're copying and pasting somebody's content, you should credit them or you should put them in the comments but you're or whatever. To your own. I, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm kind of putting it into my own thing, right? So I'm like I don't really believe in crediting somebody all the time, like Einstein and <laughs> – Stephen Barlett and Naval Ravikant. But if it's copy and pasted from somebody on LinkedIn, like mm. like Amelia, for an example, or or someone that we follow, like that mm. isn't Naval or someone we look up to in that caliber, I definitely yeah, would CC them. Because that's a lot how, of work and time to put into that. How do you curate and how do you like store, like you see something really good, right? But you're on the move. So where would you like, you know, copy and would that would you put it somewhere so that you know you're curating like in a slack channel you know, oh my gosh <laughs> I'm literally like the okay. biggest multitasker so this mm-hmm. is literally my life mm-hmm. I'm shopping mm-hmm. I have my airpods in yeah. I'm talking in a zoom mm-hmm. or I'm in a meeting and I'm literally texting at the same time so that's my so- life <laughs> So I'm, I'm all about multitasking. It's actually terrible. I'm getting better. But I, I literally just screenshot a lot of stuff. I don't put it anywhere. I always just go back to Got my it. camera roll. And then I take that, it. put it into Trello, which is like a social platform yeah. slash Got software it. that we use for our content. Uh, and then Joe um, and Melissa is the people that kind Got of it. manage my social stuff. And they go in and create and make it better. 
So that's, that's pretty much. I mean, my it. flow is similar to yours. So uh, we all seem to need some sort of board so other people can see our content if they're going to be helping us. So we, we're, we're like curating content. Correct. So I'll tell you something about me, like how now I'm going about it because the idea comes to me like I'm a little bit more different. Like something will come to me because I've read it or whatever, right? It's obviously some things inspired you, but mm. it could be like, okay, I've just learned this and I want to share it. I've started like on just having a Slack channel and just recording my voice and oh my god I've just because they've introduced this record functionality so I just record it going you know I'm having this moment (laughs) and then I just go press and then everyone that I want on the because I don't even have the time to put the thing on the um, asana or the trello do you know what I mean like I don't even sometimes have the time so I've just recorded this is my thought or I'll be reminiscing about a moment like maybe the 30-day challenge you know um that you've reminded me I'll just quickly record and I'll just press and then what I'd like my copywriters to do is go through that and then push it into Trello in your case mm-hmm. and, you know, write something and then I'll review what it is, you know, at the end and then I'll edit it myself as a final before it goes out. So yeah, what, well, tell me, so you, okay, you go put it into Trello at that stage, your team picks it up mm-hmm. and edits it out for you to sound more like you ghostwrites basically is what we call it ghost. Right. What about the image selection? Because one thing that really stands out about you is you do have these amazing photo shoots you've done that you sometimes, you know, will pick and put on a photo. How does how does that work? Like who yeah. chooses this image will go with this post? Oh, I mean, it's a mixture. Sometimes Joe will usually choose the images for me and then I would go in. I'd always have to approve it before I post. I don't not post without approving. And if I don't like the image, I'll usually go in and pick it and then send it and say, this is the image we need to use, not this one. So I'd always go in and approve before we post. But most of the time, the creativity comes from the team, not from myself. I just am inspired by something and I have a vision. I'm like, this is my vision. This is what I want to do. Like, for an example, I had a vision of doing a three grid image of myself with grit across it because grit is like the word that I always use all the time, especially when we're hiring. I'm like, if they don't have grit, I don't want it. So so I had that vision. I'm like, how could we cre- create something like this? And then Joe went in and created it and it looked really cool and it went oh. also went viral on, on Instagram. So usually I'll have like moments like that. If I'm walking around, I'll, I'll visualize something and I'll quickly just add yeah. it on Trello. Um, but I don't, I don't so, recreate it, no. That, I always that's right. And I though. think – what's good to share with people is, you know, to be a, you know, a founder, a director, and then also have that PB. You do need a team, a good team behind you, a good creative team, right? So it's not you you sitting there able to sort of keep up if you're also running a business, unless all you do is post content and get paid for content. There's creators that do that. But what's I'm hearing is very similar to my process is yours is you've got a graphic design, you've got a copywriter that's sitting behind helping you through this process you've got a team behind you and then you're then reviewing that to push that content then out and you're spending time reviewing it and editing it again after it's been through that to make sure that you're really happy mm-hmm. with what's about to go out so there's you coming up with ideas and then you're also having to approve it at the other end approve, how yeah. much time does it take you per week to do that and are you batching it or are oh you doing gosh. a daily approval when you get time how does that work 
you know, I am so disappointed in my content recently because I haven't had the time to put into it as much as I would like. So I've actually been quite lazy. I haven't posted as much as I would like. The last time I posted on my Instagram before the one I posted, you know, mm-hmm. I think yesterday or today was like a wow. month and a half ago. <laughs> so, and like LinkedIn, I do post, I try and post Monday to Thursday if I can. I try and post every day if I can also, but it's it's extremely difficult. So I've been posting probably one to three times a week just because I haven't had the time. So, you know, it's like the gym. It's like sometimes I'm really in it and I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's, you know, do the diet. Let's go hard, lift weights and go crazy. And then I'll have a moment of, of a break. I'm like, no, I'm not into it right now. So I just go with the flow and I go with how I feel. And it's what I've been doing lately because I don't like to pressure myself to do something that I'm not enjoying because I feel like I can burn out easily or get demotivated and then my creativity becomes shit. So I'm all about flowing. What about how I'm the strategy some people say, go back to the last six months to a year of what you've posted and pick out the best pieces and re you know post those on those times when you're feeling low or down like you know like not low or down but you know like you're just not motivated you're not in that space and you need a break breather to revamp you know recalibrate your mind Mm -hmm. as to how you want to position yourself because the market's constantly changing do you believe in that Mm -hmm. uh do you endorse that strategy indoors not, having yeah, a and break. Then in that break just put, yeah just like offline if you're have if you're not like feeling like creating should you go and take content that did really well for the last 12 months or six months and re- just use that oh got it repurpose yeah, yeah. absolutely i'm like, all for repurposing or just co- post the same v. thing he says the yeah. same thing gary v has literally been saying the same thing for like the last six years or something like he's been repeating the same thing create content make sure you post like three to five times a day like yeah. get shit done you know like he literally do repeats you, the same thing like he's the perfect like, example post the exact same thing you would have posted like say a year ago today yes yeah great yes. okay yeah it's and and I think it's a great strategy if it did well before it's probably going to do well again and I literally am like you know what, if I want to break, like I'm going to go on a holiday, just go back, look at your last, your best performing post and just push that out while you re, you know, reinvent maybe what you want to position yourself next. 1000%. It's like, for an example, women, men probably don't relate. We go and buy a thousand dollar dress from Dior Lee. We're not just going to wear it one time. We're yeah, going to wear exactly. it again <laughs> at some point. Exactly. So that's the exactly. way I think of content. You have to repurpose. Do you know, there's so many different types of content um, on on LinkedIn, on Instagram. What I feel right now is, you know what I'm really disappointed in myself right now is I've stopped doing video content for the last six months because I felt LinkedIn wasn't rewarding me, right? All of mm. a sudden video content went really low and I was like, oh, but they're not rewarding me and I stopped it. And I looked back at some of the great videos that I was doing before and I was looking at myself and I was like, wow, like that was really cutting through you know because not everyone can do video content but because of the vanity metrics Uh issue 
that not mm. feeling good that they only got like you know 600 views I'm like what the hell I've always had like 7,000 views on videos before so I stopped it and yeah so I feel should what what what's your advice on that if you know do you feel that you do things to the vanity metrics does it impact you like it did me um not necessarily like I mean we all have our insecurities in in some way I I think more so women than men but um not really like sometimes I'll have videos that do really shit or sometimes I'll have content that I think that will do really well well I thought would do really well and then I post it and it does really bad um I'd always go back and question to why that did bad so for an example I posted something really amazing about a month ago and I literally had no views it was really strange like I was like what is going on here I'm like this is weird and then I ended up finding out that LinkedIn had taken my post down and there was another time where I posted and it did really bad and then I posted at the wrong time so I would delete it and then repurpose it at a better time or a better day so if that didn't do well, I'd always question to why it didn't do well. Got it. And I, I hate wasting content. If I think that it's a really good content, I'll delete it and then do it on another time and day. Got it. That I know it will do well. Do yeah. you think that LinkedIn at all knows when you repost the same thing at all? Like, do you think that it's got some sort of... Algorithm? Yes. I don't really know. It's not something I've thought of. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I, That's a good question. I posted the same thing about four times, week on week, right? Because I wanted to see what the different times do. If I change the one thing, they started penalizing yeah. me. It was like almost like a shadow banning thing oh, that happens really? in Instagram, and it, that's when I started. I didn't know that. I don't know if it's real or if I was like you know experiencing it, but I was like maybe it does kind of look at that you're reposting the same thing, and that you know there was this weird thing that happened to me where my views on that video went down and I experienced that video issue because I was yeah. but I was just trying to learn the algorithm thing you know yeah like, it's so weird yeah LinkedIn has done that a few times to me and I was like why is this doing this to me it was so weird it's done it a couple times but I just take it down and then I repurpose it because I hate wasted content I hate it how does it <laughs> how does it work for your content if you're doing is it Instagram Twitter you're playing with um as well at the moment yeah. so I'm doing LinkedIn is primary my primary uh place to post and then Instagram second Instagram Facebook second I would say and then Twitter got it so how when you are like okay you're getting doing your final review of your content and it's going for LinkedIn mm-hmm. how does it then you know does this how do you decide okay does this exact same content go into Instagram do you have to do any edits for it to go onto Instagram? Like what's that process like for you to decide? No, I usually copy and paste my copy on Instagram, whatever I post on LinkedIn. I don't really change it. Um, sometimes I'll put like mm-hmm. spicy words in there. Like I'll say shit or B-I-T-C-H and things like that because Instagram is is much more personal. And on my imagery I post really personal stuff on Instagram versus LinkedIn. So for example, I wouldn't post myself at dinner with a glass of wine in hand on 
Got LinkedIn. It. So are you doing depending are on you the, doing post, the dinner thing, not on your Trello board? Are you just doing that as you're kind of having the experience of dinner? Yeah, just randomly, like randomly. On, on Instagram. So you're not like sitting yeah, there and putting it on your Trello board and planning for Instagram no. as much as you do for LinkedIn. Like no, it goes no. through that process of you know, it's actually something that I posted recently on Instagram in my story um, because I have a lot of people asking me, like, B, we want to see more of yeah. you. Like, shops, like, we love the business stuff, love the hustle. Like, we want to see that too, but we also want to see the other side where, like, you know, I love fashion. I always post certain um, – st- I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, but I, I post a lot of personal stuff of me in dresses and – like bikinis and like I'll be out, like my food and things like that. So I think people love that more than my business stuff on Instagram. And I'm trying to figure out how can I create both on my grid because I never post personal stuff on my grid. Like if you look at my grid on Instagram, it's literally just business stuff. It's like LinkedIn on a grid. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I did actually try and follow you on Instagram, but it showed up as a private, oh, it's not private now. user. It's um, oh. public. I've made it public again. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So what ha- what happened there? I just had like a little break because I get a lot of weird messages all about energy. Energy is everything. And I just didn't need that energy at that time in my life. I'm quite focused on certain things that I do. So I just cut things quick if I feel like the energy isn't needed. So yeah, I went private for, I think, okay. Got it. under a month. Yeah. Okay. But now I'm public again. I want to go back to just (laughs) discussing with you the formats, you know, like when you go to LinkedIn, one of the formats that do really well is the carousel format. If you can do on Instagram or on LinkedIn, it does really well for me, the carousel stuff. And I think you can then repurpose that as well in Instagram, I believe. You can. Um, Yeah. So, but it's one of, it's, it's a, I guess it's tough to create for a lot of creators that are not, you know, don't have a design team in front back from them I quite like it because I feel that LinkedIn is this resume based platform so when it sees PDFs it gets really excited and um, posts it and it's sometimes a really great way to communicate if you've got steps Mm -hmm. that you want to show what's your Mm -hmm. favorite you know what's your like ideal formats and maybe we could just maybe share the the difficulty in some of the formats like how some of them take longer if it's a video than if it's just a text yeah so how do you carousels are the longest because you have to really think about the content that you're posting and what message you're trying to portray and what you're trying to push out um and obviously with carousels there's always a uh what do we call it now the one of my content creators called it something action is it action yeah go to action yeah like a cta at the end or something yeah that's right cta yeah Yeah, that's it cta yeah yeah. a call to action at the end Whereas um, video and copy, there's no real CTA. So you need to really have your messaging right in carousel. So they take a lot longer, especially creating it as well. Creatively, it's hard and longer. Yeah, for sure. And carousels are my least favorite. Because they're so hard. Because I find they're really hard to do. I mean, they come out great, but it takes a lot. It does. and And I guess it's like people understanding when they see that, that, you know, that person's actually spent time to put that together and it's more expensive because people go, I'll just have a video, Yeah, you know, I'll just, I just want videos and videos are also expensive, right? Like we're sitting here and then it goes through also a video editor. Is there any kind of tips of how you 
how do you get video content out there? You, do you have to go through the whole process of having a video editor? It depends. It depends. Like I've got a podcast that I film for and then I cut it up. My editor cuts the big, the, the best pieces out and then we post that on a reel and LinkedIn. And then other stuff, like I would literally just film from my mobile phone and then post it on LinkedIn. That takes me got less it. than five so minutes. So you don't feel like you need to add subtitles so, or anything like that when you are doing that? No, no. That's just more my podcast stuff. I don't, I'm not really big on that on LinkedIn. Yeah. I don't think it does well on LinkedIn. I think the organic approach does better on LinkedIn. On Reels, absolutely. With I'll Reels, edit. you must be then putting that where into Instagram and Facebook um, or YouTube. Like, where are you putting your Reels? Instagram, Instagram, um, mainly, and then I probably do the same video on Facebook sometimes, depending on the edit, but mostly Instagram. So when you're in yeah. when you're in this Trello and you've got your final review, are you then commenting, going, "I'll have that in Instagram, Facebook," you know? And I'll have it also in Twitter. Like, are you sit, like making that really clear at the time of review that I'll have it in this, 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 or is it posted on? Yes, very. I'm very specific with it. Yeah, like on my Trello. So I'll be like, this is for Instagram. This piece is for LinkedIn. Let's make it targeted to those audience, to that particular audience Got it. for sure. Got it. So on your final review, you're commenting it out and letting your team know where they it needs to, where it needs to go, so they're yes. 100 clear that even if the caption's the same that this is where I want it so yeah I'm guessing that process has taken a long time and it's constantly evolving for you as well always yeah it's always evolving and I feel like I'm never happy I'm like never content I'm like (laughs) it's just like I'm like I will sometimes randomly message Joe in like the middle of the night I'm like my content is shit I'm like we need to be better And you'd be like, why are you messaging at this time? And I'm like, because I was just looking at my grid and I feel like we need to be better. Let's like talk about it. So I'm always improving. I'm trying to do better. I'm always asking people like, what do you want to see more of? Like, what do you want me to do more of? I'm always thinking outside of the box and what I can do or what I could create better. Um, But yeah, it's it's always a forever ongoing thing. I love how you also think of it like what can I do better instead of what can I get in ROI, which a lot of people think about. No, I'm such a visual person. I think visually um, I think marketing first, as I said, you'll get the sales if you do the marketing right and the visuals are right and you're getting the message out there, you will absolutely get an ROI. It just takes time. Do you think people – yeah, do you think that people just don't have the patience as to why they just always are like – where's my ROI in six in, I think, in six, six months? I they, think it's, yeah, patience and laziness for sure. Yeah. So mm. tell me then you've got these reels and by the way, YouTube has just released reels and I heard that you're getting, they're getting, you're getting, you can get heaps and heaps of huge organic. Okay. Yeah. Organic reach. If you put your reels on YouTube. Love it. So cool. that's the big secret now is if, cause you know, you know, I when they release it. a feature, it's like on LinkedIn when they release the poll feature and it was like, you just post a poll yeah, and you're yeah, just yeah. getting so many views. So if you technically ask something meaningful there and you can collect a lot of data. I love it. So reels are going crazy on YouTube because I've tried to be now releasing this feature. So yeah, I was curious whether you've explored that, but tell I well, you're going to have to do no. that, but real, what I about reels on TikTok? Cause you've got the real, Oh my gosh. TikTok doesn't like me. I feel like I need to put more effort. You know, I haven't really put enough effort into it. 
I've always thought TikTok doesn't do well um, based on the content you're posting because a lot of the TikTok stuff is more dancey. Is quite <laughs> provocative, kind of, if, that, if that's even a thing. Yeah, it's more like dancing and like, you know, crazy stuff. And that's just not what I'm going to do. Um, I love dancing, but I just won't do it on TikTok. <laughs> So I'm trying to think of ways that I can put more content out on TikTok and what my approach is. Um, I will probably close that TikTok account that I have and reopen another one. And I probably will just have like an education platform of Web3 blockchain tech investment um, versus doing what I'm doing now on TikTok. What are you doing right now that hasn't worked? Random Random things, just random stuff like I'll post a video of just like myself like this and it will get so many views but if I do a podcast reel that's amazing and looks it's like incredible I get like not really many views so so. no one wants really it's really strange like no one wants to watch the podcast and (laughs) like the podcast is and you've got the two people speaking and like and well not really not really no not Mm. that I've seen I again I'm not putting enough effort and I'm not posting enough on TikTok to know like I'm posting once every two months yeah. a month maybe, maybe you have to be consistent so not, over there and get I'm not consistent yeah I saw consistent. um I don't know if you follow Chris Walker or not on or if you've seen him on Chris Walker. on LinkedIn um he's he's no. he's he's also like a pretty he, I had him on here about a couple of weeks back he's quite influential and talks a lot about marketing but what was cool about what I saw how what he's doing is the content he's putting out on LinkedIn, he's also shooting the same content but with his phone. So he's got two things, oh, know, two yeah, yeah. angles that's being shot from because it's so hard to create content, uh-huh. right? Like so. to create this volume of content that's got to go here, got to go there. So he's got the two and then all the stuff that's happening in – and you should check him out on TikTok. I really liked it. The phone stuff is just going on TikTok and pushing out and he's just talking about – you know, marketing, but it's just 30 second clips. So it's the same, like he's been able to manipulate the podcast, mm. but by having a second camera mm. on an angle. Um, and I was like, wow, that's super smart. Cause you just want to be able to do one thing. Like you and I are chatting and then this can just go out into multi-platforms, mm. but the TikTok things are grabbed for TikTok and then the, it's the LinkedIn things. Yeah, grabbed, I agree. Grabbed I think LinkedIn. that's really good. Actually. I should try that when I'm doing my podcast. Yeah. Check him out. I will. Cause it, and they're just kind of added music, which I don't think they do so much on LinkedIn, but it's the same exact shot that's being posted here, posted there, but it's just a smaller snippet. Um, I guess the most, I guess the person that's actually pulling out the snippet has to be the most intelligent person <laughs> oh, I love it. that can think platform. Yeah. <laughs> I like, have to do more of it. I don't I know. <laughs> do you, do you snip your own content or does yeah. that happen all with your team? My team does everything. Okay. So you don't, don't ever feel like yeah. FOMO. You don't ever feel like maybe they didn't get that. Look, sometimes snip. I can be pedantic, but uh, I'm, I usually do trust them. Yeah. I mean, Joe's been doing my stuff. Oh my God. Like maybe four years now. So yeah, I just kind of, yeah, you know what to do. Go ahead. <laughs> Create magic. <laughs> and how many people do you think you need on a, in your team to, have you know your personal brand appear as much as you do like who are the most critical people in the team that people should be thinking about that they need I mean that's a good question I think it depends on your budget a um on what you can afford you don't necessarily need 
a content creator. You don't necessarily need a video editor. You don't need a con- a copywriter. You don't need all of these people. Again, it depends on the resources that you have and the budget that you also have. Um, I really don't think you need anyone to start with. I think you literally just need yourself uh, and a bit of creativity and a phone. (laughs) You don't necessarily need that. I started with a mobile phone and an app called InShot. It's free and you can literally just like edit yourself on InShot. It's so easy to use. Um, You can also put subtitles, I think, or certain captions on InShot. And I literally was just doing everything on there. So you don't need many resources to do a PB. And then you evolved yourself Mm -hmm. as you started getting traction to help you out to be that, to show up and be consistent, I guess, because you've got other things and you've got now the resources to go and hire people because you're trying to save time. And you've that. Yeah. You start running out of time as you start getting traction. So that's when you, I guess you put in Mm -hmm. a team. And did you start with like just, one like you know person just helping you out when you started or did you get uh when I started it was just but after that um, how did you evolve to now having a team oh after yeah so like who are the critical um, hires you know if you do have resources yeah so I would say video editor copywriter if you can um graphic designer also if you can um, and then obviously like a social media person to go on your social platforms, engage, comment, reply, screenshot the, the important DMs, come back to those, reply to the DMs with Got your it. email address to communicate through email, set up meetings if necessary, things like that um, I think is, is necessary. Yeah, Yeah, you mentioned four resources um, that you can start building to depending on the format of content. Like yeah. if you're not going to do video content, you – and you want to do graphic design or you want to do stuff like carousel that we talked about earlier. Sounds like, you know, that graphic, you'll need the graphic design resource. If you don't have the budget, maybe you can just have some photos that you pay to get professional shot. And then you just, I do. I try and do that once a month. I try and do a photo shoot once a month to get imagery of myself um, in a photo, like in an actual um, studio. Um, and then I also have Podcast Pro. Darcy and the team are amazing there. They literally run my podcast. They do everything for me. I literally just show up. They film, they edit, they distribute everything through all the channels. They cut it. Darcy does my introductions, my um, outros and intros. Um, so, yeah, they're amazing. 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 It sounds like now yeah. you're in a place, obviously, over time, you've gotten to be able to have a team. But – I and if anyone is thinking about, okay, how do I start? You can start on your own is, you know, you and, but then you can slowly go, okay, what's the next thing I want to add? But what's been great is you're saying you can just go get a photo shoot done and then have that as your second piece of the layer, add yes. that to your creative media. And then when you're ready at a graphic person, if you want to get to the carousel level or add a video editor, if you want to start using video content um, to it, but there's a, few different people that supports a PB like what we're talking about at the end. So it's good for people to understand, you know, because people go, oh, it's so, it's maybe one person only doing it, but there's so many different creativity going on behind the scene and there's so many moving parts. So much work. Yeah. At at the end. Like. Absolutely. Would you say, like, how much Mm. would you say actually costs for one piece of content to land sometimes on average? 
into what people actually see. You know, like I don't ever put a box. Oh, I mean, it's totally the time depends, that we invest like to think about the idea that it goes. Yeah, time, and money, people, resources, everything. Yeah, that's, and people don't think that's with like no marketing budget. Like yeah, like your photo shoot, like spending, that spending in, budget, and then your yeah. copywriting, and then the time you're reviewing, and then the person that's distributing, and then the comment. It's oh, absolutely. And I must say, on LinkedIn, um, to to wrap that question up, is LinkedIn a lot of the stuff um, I come up with. And a lot of the LinkedIn um, engagement is from myself. I actually did have somebody on there a while ago doing all of my comments and uh, replies and everything like that, but it, it didn't work for yes. me. The strategy is shit. You have, you have to, to do it yourself on LinkedIn. So now everything I post on LinkedIn, everything I, I reply to I, is me. We, when we used to do the full service and then yeah. everyone was like, can you comment for me? And now we're like, no, if you can't do that part of your engagement and sound like your authentic self, like someone's taken the time to actually write a comment. There's no one that can mimic your voice for you. And you're absolutely right. And you start looking fake. Yeah, and, absolutely. You, know, you don't want someone from yeah. and that's got no experience in your industry commenting for you. It's going to be brand damaging if you're really trying to build a brand. Well, mm-hmm. it's been a mm-hmm. great talk. I've learnt your content process and you've, <laughs> inspired me to you know be able to take a much more quicker road when I'm feeling overwhelmed so thank you for sharing your tact of how to get you know volume of content um and I'm really looking forward to sharing some of these this this podcast with the rest of our network thank you so much for having me I really appreciate it you're listening to innovative minds tune in every Thursday and spark your mind